It's the Y'all Show, back with you here, Tuesday edition. John Rawl, your host on this all-Southern program. We've got the latest in the unfortunate news coming from East Alabama in just a second with the horrible tornado that hit there on Sunday. We've got more numbers to pass along and some of the gruesome details. We'll pass along that in just a second. If you want to reach us here on the Y'all Show, our number is 803-816-1170. That's a number you can text or pick up the phone and call us. We want to hear your lovely voice. 803-816-1170. Our website is y'all.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. And this is the show, if you're just tuning us in for the first time, that we discuss all things Dixie. We look at everything from Texas and Oklahoma eastward, from Florida to Missouri, stretching across Kentucky to Missouri, uh, to Missouri, Kentucky, all the way to Maryland, and all in between 16 southern states. That's what we do right here each and every day on the All Southern Show. We call y'all. Coming up this hour of the Y'all Show, in addition to headlines, we have a quick political report that we want to get to, and we have some news from Tennessee's governor, also some news concerning Mississippi and a lottery. We'll have all of that coming up in just a few minutes. And then as we wrap up this hour, we'll have a new country music band, Lockland, appear, and that's part of our CRS tape series. And this is a Nashville-based band that has some great music. We'll play some of it, some of it here on the Y'all Show today. And the interesting thing about this trio is the jobs that they continue to have nine to five. They haven't necessarily been able to make music something they can do every single day and hit the road and be gone all the time. They still have day jobs. We'll talk to the members of Lockland coming up later this hour in our CRS Tapes feature. When we get to hour two today, we've got sports land. Yep, we've got the latest AP Top 25 for men's college basketball. We'll let you know it's tournament time now, and we'll let you know which of the Southern-based conferences are having tournaments going on this week or stretching into the weekend from the OVC to the Southern Conference and more. We've got the lineup coming up in hour two of the y'all show plus we'll take a look at some college football news and notes tim tebow news and it was great news for tim tebow on monday in spring training for the new york Mets system we'll have all of that coming up in our sports land yet plus we'll work in a little news on the alliance of american football also coming up in sports land yet and then we'll wind things down in hour two with the barrister of bodacious barbecue matt hermans will be dropping by and he's got the perfect fat tuesday report for you by the way happy fat tuesday to you here on this y'all show talk with a southern accent on this fifth day of march 2019 and yeah we'll have a lot of good old cajun styled humor with matt hermans coming up when the barrister gives us his fat tuesday edition of his barbecue report and it's going to be more about grilling and mardi gras what 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 does that mean do people eat when mardi gras time comes and fat tuesday come or is it just all about beverage consumption (laughs) we'll find out when we talk to the barrister in hour two you don't want to miss it we start our headlines today with the continuing horrible tragedy coming from east alabama in lee county alabama where opelika and auburn are located and the death toll has gone up at least 23 dead dozens missing as an Alabama community named Beauregard was devastated late Sunday afternoon when a tornado ripped through this rural community. And at least in Beauregard alone, about 23 people have died, and they're still looking for a lot of 
missing people. You've got numerous homes devastated, jumbled piles of wood and belongings strewn everywhere. Some homes were reduced to concrete slabs and debris all over the countryside. In fact, I think I heard somewhere it was at least two football fields long, the width of this tornado Sunday. That was just this one. Now, there were tornadoes in Georgia and in other parts of Alabama even and high winds in South Carolina Sunday, but uh, just a horrible, horrible thing that happened. And as we said, at least 23 dead and could be more than that if, if unfortunately the news doesn't get any better. President Trump tweeted the FEMA agency to give Alabama the A-plus treatment. Now, what we know about Beauregard, this is a town in Lee County, Alabama. That's where it looks like most of the damage came from. I looked at it on a map. I've not been to Beauregard, but Beauregard is just kind of due south of Opelika. Again, it's all in Lee County. Lee County is on the east side of the state down toward Columbus, Georgia. And if you were to draw a line east of Auburn and south of Opelika, about five or six miles, you'd come upon the community of Beauregard. There's a Alabama State Highway that goes right through it. They got a Dollar General, a church, and a restaurant there that I know of. But it looks like a horrible, horrible scene there coming from that part of Alabama. That seems to be the worst of it. Now, according to Lee County officials, we know a little bit more about the victims. And sadly, some of these included youngsters. We had Taylor Thornton. She's been identified as one of the victims, a youngster. That is Taylor Thornton. A GoFundMe account has been set up for this fourth grader who was at Lee Scott Academy, and she died as a result of this tornado on Sunday. You also had a six-year-old, Armando A.J. Hernandez. He was killed in the tornado that hit Beauregard, and a GoFundMe account set up for him. And we've got more. David Dean died. He was 53 years old, known to his friends as Road Dog. He died when his double-wide trailer was ripped apart by the tornado. His body found in an adjacent yard. And that is just one of the many. There's there's a lot of people injured. And our thoughts and prayers, of course, to all those injured. They're in the East Alabama Medical Center in Opelika, many of them, with injuries sustained in this devastating tornado that went through Beauregard, also two people injured in nearby Smith Station, Alabama. And we just, unfortunately, that's part of living in the South. But this area, this stretch of East Alabama, with this devastating tornado coming through on Sunday afternoon. And again, our thoughts, prayers, going out to the 23 victims that we know of. And there could be more in the youngsters that have died. Just amazing. Uh, Going back to Taylor Thornton. They've already raised nearly $20,000 toward her funeral cost. And this fourth grader again dying in the Sunday tornado. Now, putting this tornado in perspective, we still don't know the rating of this tornado. But comparing Sunday's tornado to recent Alabama tornadoes, at least going back to 1950, the remember the tornado that was so awful that hit back in 2011? It hit Tuscaloosa and also the Birmingham area. 64 people died in that one. And that wasn't the deadliest one. The deadliest one happened. Well, that was one tornado, but there was actually another tornado the same day toward the north end of Alabama. On April 27th of 2011, 136 people died in Alabama because of two different tornadoes. 72 died in the north end. 
in the Limestone County and Huntsville area toward the Mississippi line where Marion County is. 72 in that EF5 tornado. And on that same day, April 27, 2011, in Tuscaloosa and Greene County and in Jefferson County, where Birmingham is, 64 people died in that one tornado, that EF4 that destroyed Tuscaloosa and took so many lives. That's 136 people died in that one day in 2011. Do you know where you were that day? I, I was in Oxford, Mississippi, in the hospital with my son that day, and it was very dangerous there. That was hours away from Tuscaloosa, and I just... I just knew that, that uh, unfortunately, Birmingham and Tuscaloosa have a history of attracting tornadoes. You just had to think that something bad was going to happen, and unfortunately, indeed, that did happen in 2011. Back in 1998, also in Tuscaloosa, an EF5 tornado hit there, and 32 people died in that tornado. 28 died in a tornado, again, in the north end of the state in Marion County, Winston County, in decatur alabama 28 died there in 1974 on that same day in 1974 another tornado killed 28 people in the north part of the state of alabama and i i, I really i didn't realize there was another tornado on april 27th of 2011 just in jefferson county where birmingham is 25 people died in that one what a absolutely terrible day in alabama that same day april 27th 22 people died in alabama in Calhoun County and Cherokee County. That would be toward the east of Birmingham. Calhoun County is Anniston, Alabama. I had no idea. I mean, this is almost 200 people that died in that one day of tornadoes, April 27, 2011. What a horrible day. And if you're old enough to remember, as I am, and probably you are too, we know all about the Tuscaloosa. I had no idea those numbers were that high. I know Dozens of people died in Mississippi in that same outbreak of tornadoes on that day in 2011. Smithville, Mississippi was leveled by that tornado. A lot of deaths there. It, tornadoes scare the you-know-what out of me. They should scare the you-know-what out of yourself, too, because that is one downfall of living in this part of the world. With tornadoes, you, you, unfortunately, you're not going to win that battle in most cases. You just hope you have enough warning that you can go seek shelter and that is the main thing there in terms of tornadoes. But again, we remember all those lost in Beauregard, Alabama this week and any other victims. We hope they get out of this as soon as possible and people in Lee County hopefully rebuilding as fast as possible. Again, go to GoFundMe to help the Red Crosses on the ground in East Alabama helping out. And unfortunately, I think we're going to see more tornadoes soon because we're not even in springtime yet. By the way, friendly reminder here on the Y'all Show, we spring forward with the clocks this Sunday. So that is a sign of spring coming, but the downfall of spring coming, I'm afraid we're going to see more of this really scary weather coming our way. After months in South Carolina, someone has finally come forward to claim that Mega Millions jackpot, you know, the one with $1.5 billion on the line, Lottery officials in South Carolina announced that a resident there had stepped forward to claim that mega millions jackpot from last October. It was the largest jackpot payout to a single winner in U.S. history. This person has chosen to remain anonymous. You're allowed to do that in the Palmetto State. The Lottery Commission statement said the person submitting the claim for what was the second largest lottery in U.S. history has chosen chosen the cash option, a one-time payment 
of nearly $878 million. That's a little, I guess, more than half of the total winnings by going with the cash option. But how about the federal government getting about $700 million? (laughs) By the way, the largest jackpot in American history was $1.585 billion back in 2016. That one was split between buyers in three states. But this anonymous South Carolinian walks away with almost $900 million. Hogan Brown, commissioner of South Carolina's lottery, says that they're delighted the winner is from that state and has come forward to claim the remarkable prize and that they respect the winner's decision to remain anonymous and will honor the winner's wishes. So if you know anyone that lives in Simpsonville, South Carolina, that's where this winning ticket was bought in October of last year. They went to the KC Mart convenience store in Simpsonville, which is just south of Greenville, South Carolina. If you know someone that's been in that area, and let's say here this week they're smiling a little bigger and they're eating steak every meal and got a little bit extra cash on them, they could be that anonymous winner. So, hey. Maybe you should be nice to them. Cool thing about the lottery, if you are the owner of the convenience store that sells the winning ticket, well, you get a nice little bonus too. And that winner is Chirag Patel, who owns the convenience store in Simpsonville. Patel gets a $50,000 payment for selling the winning ticket, something he wouldn't have gotten if the prize went unclaimed. So a nice day for Mr. Patel in Simpsonville, S.C., a winner comes forward, and unfortunately, I thought we all might get another chance at that $1.5 billion mega million, but uh, I guess not. But hey, I'm sure the, the pot's been added up since then, and there's another big drawing coming soon for mega millions and all the other lotteries available in the Southeast. It was a week ago that most of the South was trying to get over a bunch of rain, and all that rain just poured down in a lot of the South. Well, now that rain has gone into the rivers like the Tennessee River, the Ohio, and in the Mississippi. And now, Old Man River, we've got warnings going out in the New Orleans area and going toward the Gulf as this issue came out Monday morning for the Mississippi River past New Orleans as the river is forecast to reach 17 feet its official flood stage this Saturday. This is according to the National Weather Service. And the effect for flooding will be in effect until March 23rd. On Monday, the river was at 16 and a half feet at the Carrollton Gauge, which is adjacent to the Army Corps of Engineers, New Orleans District Office on Leak Avenue in the New Orleans area. Flood walls officially protect the city of New Orleans to a water level of 20 feet. So it's going to be getting on up there and could be quite scary for a lot of people in New Orleans with flooding happening in terms of the Mississippi River here in early March. In Kentucky, the teachers there have had a what's called a sick out, and administrators in the Bluegrass State are sick of the sick out. And superintendents held a blitz on Monday in Kentucky to oppose a bill in the state legislature that they say will strip millions of dollars from public education and could trigger another classroom walkout by anxious teachers House Bill 205 would grant tax credits to people who donate to scholarship funds for special needs children, and those in foster care are low to middle income homes who attend private schools. So yeah, you had this sick out in the past, and this comes 
amid a renewed surge of activism among public school teachers across the country to oppose proposed bills, mostly in Republican-dominated states. Last week, six Kentucky school districts, including the two largest systems, were forced to close after hundreds of teachers called in sick to oppose a bill that would change how Kentucky's state pension fund is managed. That action came a month after a similar protest in West Virginia over a complex education bill that included a provision to create charter schools. So more kind of division going between state governments and the teachers within the states that they represent. Now, here's a wicked story here for you on this Tuesday. In North Carolina, prosecutors say a man has tried to enlist the power of a voodoo doll against the judge in his North Carolina murder trial. Raekwon Borum is charged with killing a fellow protester during civil unrest that followed a 2016 police shooting in Charlotte. His trial halted this week after prosecutors said Borum appeared to threaten Superior Court Judge Gregory Hayes in a February 2011, uh, 20th call saying, I need him gone. But prosecutor Glenn Coles said Friday that Borum apparently had asked his mother to contact a Florida spiritualist to pray against Hayes and others. Cole also said Borum had tried to raise money to pay a voodoo healer in Raleigh. All right, like I said, that's a wicked, wicked, wild story coming from the Queen City of Charlotte. But a defendant seeking a voodoo dealer, voodoo healer's help. Maybe they had a doll. I don't know. With a trial potentially going on in North Carolina. Remember the other week there was a terrible plane crash outside of Houston. A cargo plane carrying Amazon parcels crashed near Houston. And authorities have now confirmed that they've recovered the remains of the pilot of that cargo plane. Chambers County, Texas Sheriff's Office reported over the weekend that the remains covered last recovered last week from Trinity Bay are those of 60-year-old pilot Captain Ricky Blakely. The Atlas Air Flight 3591, which was a Boeing 767 flying from Miami to Houston, crashed back on February 23rd into the bay 35 miles east of Houston. I think two others also died. The first officer and a co-pilot also were killed in that, again, crash of a cargo plane back in February. But the last body recovered there near Houston, Texas. Amid Mardi Gras, in New Orleans today, they're having Fat Tuesday, and all along the Gulf Coast, the cities that have Fat Tuesday celebrations and parties and such. Over the weekend, two bicyclists were killed in New Orleans during the Mardi Gras festivities, and this happened along Esplanade Avenue in New Orleans as parader, people in parades were killed there riding bicycles. The two bicyclists were killed Saturday night. And this has been a big hit. Those identified of being killed were Cherie Walls, 27, in New Orleans, and David Hines of Seattle, Washington. They were among nine people hit when a car sped into a bicycle lane Saturday night, blocks away from one of the Mardi Gras parade routes. The man identified as the car's driver, 32-year-old Tashante Tony, faces multiple charges, including two counts of vehicular homicide. In fact, I think this is the man whose father was a member of the New Orleans Police Department. And his son, I think, was under the influence and crashed into these bicyclists. Two of them died over the weekend in New Orleans in what was supposed to be a fun weekend. At least two that died from a car hitting them. And we know that Mardi Gras can get out of hand and you have other deaths that happen as well. 
News out of Charlottesville, Virginia. James Alex Fields Jr., that's the Ohio man convicted in December of first-degree murder and the killing of anti-racism activist Heather Heyer and multiple charges for injuries caused to others during that 2017 march in Charlottesville that led to the death of Heyer and was a big national story. Well, a sentencing hearing has been delayed for James Alex Fields Jr., and, of course, he was convicted of driving his car into a crowd of counter-protesters at this 2017 white nationalist rally in Virginia. The jury has recommended life in prison plus 419 years. A sentencing hearing was originally scheduled for March 29th, but an online court docket entry shows the hearing has been postponed until July 15th. No reason was given for the postponement, but the sentencing of Mr. Fields, the Ohio native who went to Charlottesville and killed this woman for no reason whatsoever. I still don't have any, I don't remember hearing any explanation given of why this man drove his car into that crowd. I don't know if he testified. I really don't remember. This is going back a couple of months when he was found guilty. But despite all that, he was found guilty and his sentencing postponed for a couple of more months now. In West Virginia, firefighters who fought a blaze at a church ended up, even though the church was pretty much destroyed, they found untouched Bibles in this church fire. And they said, though odds were against us, God was not. This church fire happened early Sunday morning in Cole City, West Virginia, as the fire department there responded to a fire at the Freedom Ministries Church in Grandview, a town in the mountains of West Virginia. And upon arrival, this church looked like it, I mean, looking at the pictures, it looked like it was totally gone. But Sure enough, these Bibles, untouched in a church fire. I see a little sud on them, but you can still definitely read them. And what amazing, amazing thing there. Sometimes life, we just have to leave it up to the man upstairs. And this is a great example of that coming from West Virginia. Charleston SC, we want to build a wall between Mexico and the United States. Well, they built a wall in the 1700s around the city of Charleston. This is going back in the colonial days. And they have been working on a new building in Charleston where they dug up a part of historic Charleston. And when doing that, they uncovered a piece of a wall that surrounded 1700 Charleston. And amazing stuff there. These archaeologists are part of the walled city task force a group whose goal is to discover interpret and preserve the city's late 17th and early 18th century fortifications so we're talking all the way back into the 1600s this wall was originally built and sure enough at a construction site at 194 east bay street they found part of this wall as they're i think they're putting in a a new housing a some kind of house there charleston cooks i think is the name of it they're demolishing it for a new hotel there we go another hotel in downtown charleston hey if you haven't been to charleston it is an unbelievable place and sure they need some good hotels i just hate to see hotels built on such historic land but this wall began uh, under construction in 1696 but a hurricane washed much of it away in 1700 and then construction resumed right after that and it was finished in 1712 and The brick portion ran from the northern tip of the high battery at 40 East Bay Street to the area underneath the steps of the U.S. Custom House at Market in East Bay in downtown Charleston, S.C. So how about that? Finding a wall 
built in the 1600s and historic, and I do mean historic. A lot of places like to call themselves historic, but Charleston, I'm going to go ahead and get it the title. It is America's most historic city. And part of that history includes the time I spent there in college. Yes. <laughs> now, that was some history being made in Charleston, SC in the early 1990s, y'all. A man has been accused of stealing $75,000 worth of beef tenderloin in Kentucky. And this Louisville man, 42-year-old Billy Wethington, was arrested and charged with theft by unlawful taking. Police say Wethington worked at an undisclosed business, and during each shift at this undisclosed business, police say he's accused of shoving 8 to 10 beef tenderloins into a garbage bag and putting it in his vehicle. An arrest citation says Wethington was captured on surveillance videos stealing the beef. Court records show the business lost more than $75,000 and up to $100,000 over the course of eight months. Stealing beef. Now, that means that, I guess, the authorities there have a beef to pick with Billy Wethington accused of stealing more than $75,000 worth of beef tenderloin in Louisville, Kentucky. He must have one heck of a freezer at home if he indeed was stealing that. And finally, a feel-good story coming from Wichita Falls, Texas. A World War II veteran just turned 100 years old and 50,000 birthday cards came flowing in to him in Wichita Falls. Happy birthday to Joe Cuba, this World War II veteran who celebrated his 100th birthday over the weekend. Yes, he got over 50,000 birthday cards in his way. He even got a birthday note from the White House. Donald Trump sent him a personalized, I'm looking at a picture of it with his very famous signature on it wishing mr cuba the best of birthdays the texas house of representatives also sent mr cuba a certificate celebrating his birthday and he's still getting more and more in the mail in wichita falls texas 100 years old world war ii veteran thank god for all of those in the greatest generation and sadly we don't have too many of them left and mr cuba with his 100th birthday now we thank you for your service this tall texan from wichita falls when we come back on the y'all show we have got a political spotlight to pass along that's coming up next here on the all southern show and now a quick comparison from grasshopper when a client calls what do you want them to hear your personal voicemail hey you've reached greg's cell phone um i'm away right now (laughs) obviously uh leave a message and maybe i'll get back to you or something a little more buttoned up courtesy of grasshopper thanks for calling green landscaping to make an appointment dial one for billing dial two to speak with greg smith dial. there's three. no contest put your best voice forward with grasshopper the virtual phone system for small business try it free at grasshopper.com it's coming you know what to do hey i'm gonna just rip this band-aid off we need to break up you're just you're not good for me i'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you and i'm not getting any benefits from this relationship You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. 
Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 7575. That's promo code 7575 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. We're back. It's y'all. It's talk with a Southern accent. And this is what we do on the y'all show. We talk about the South. And right now on the y'all show, we have our Southern political report here. And in Mississippi, they are inching closer to the start of selling lottery tickets. A report has come out and it says October could be the start of Mississippi selling lottery tickets. This went through the legislature in 2018 i actually am very surprised this passed but sure enough during a special session late august the government there including phil bryant the governor the republicans signed this into law and this state lottery appears to be working its way to becoming a reality like we said coming up soon in october perhaps you could be scratching it off in places like uh, south haven or tupelo or good places like alligator mississippi yeah all of those places look like have a maybe mississippi will become a lottery state whenever this becomes reality it looks like as early as october good job there mississippi more headlines coming to you from tennessee now governor bill lee is pushing forward a 25 million dollar education savings account plan he had his state of the union or state of the state i think it was what it's called in nashville on monday evening finance commissioner stewart mcwhorter told house republicans yesterday that lee's upcoming budget for the upcoming fiscal year will include 25 million dollars for a new education savings account plan details are still being finalized currently tennessee allows parents of students with certain disabilities to withdraw their children from public school and then receive up to six thousand dollars to pay for private educational services and indeed he did have his state of the state on monday night i don't have any kind of feedback on that but this this is a proposal that could boost school choice in tennessee if indeed this becomes a reality in the volunteer state keeping it in state politics here the speaker of the florida house has apologized after referring to pregnant women as quote host bodies that's a new one on me Florida House Speaker Jose Olivia, a Republican, is is apologizing after these comments were viewed by some as offensive. A state lawmaker was upset to hear pregnant women described over and over again as, quote, host bodies by Olivia, 
while he was being interviewed about abortion on a South Florida TV station last week. Olivia said, what is the value of that life? And is it subordinate to the value of its host body? And again, now he's apologizing after this term host body. Uh, I guess he was trying to get technical here. I'm not sure what the Florida House Speaker was really trying to relay there in the Sunshine State. And finally, this is a story that connects the dots between two states, one in the South, one in the West. And this involves a youngster in Louisiana who was just trying to do the right thing and go to college. And now they've got a little friendly competition going on between Louisiana and Utah. As politicians and schools in both states are now competing for one girl's college enrollment, and this Louisiana girl mistakenly applied to the wrong community college over the weekend, Caitlin Lovelady mistakenly applied to Salt Lake Community College in Utah instead of South Louisiana Community College when she was trying to enroll in a summer class. Of course, both used the same acronym, SLCC. Go SLCC! Her Twitter post about the mistake led to a back and forth between the lieutenant governors of both Utah and Louisiana over which state is better and competing hashtags. Billy Nunsetter, Nuncompeter, or something like that. He's the Louisiana lieutenant governor. You might remember him always being on after the Katrina and the BP oil spill. He would be on CNN a lot, and he's the lieutenant governor of Louisiana right now. But a Utah business person is offering to pay for the student's flight to Salt Lake City. Love Lately says she will take up the offer and visit in April. Salt Lake Community College offered to reimburse Love Lady for the $40 application fee if she ultimately decided to go to the other SLCC, South Louisiana Community College. That's a pretty good story there, and good job by both the representatives in Utah and the lieutenant governor in Louisiana for making making something fun out of this. I, I think we wish her the best in this decision, and you know, maybe she'll just go to college right there, keeping it close to home at South Louisiana Community College, which is located on Bertrand Boulevard in Lafayette, Louisiana. She might keep it right there in Cajun country if she intends to stay home at the Southern SLCC. That's our political spotlight here on today's Y'all Show. Good stuff. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to take it to Nashville and it's CRS Tapes Continued. We've got a great country music band and a great story to go along with it. Lockland is our special guest. They're coming up next in our CRS tapes of The Y'all Show. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details.
Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Rolaids presents The Heartburn Blues. <sighs> so the kids decided to cut their own hair today. And somebody's ink pen exploded in the wash. And family fajita night left me with the heartburn blues. But Rolaids made it all fine. Rolaids starts working as fast as now, so you can take control of even your worst heartburn. Get your groove back with Rolaids. Refers to acid neutralization. Uses directed. It's the Y'all Show as we broadcast from Nashville, and we have a new up-and-coming band called Lachlan joining us now. Members Kendon Oaks, Mark Vikingstad, and Michael Boris are the members. Welcome into the Y'all Show, gentlemen. Oh, thanks thank so you, much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Well, thank you all very much. And we got two guys from the state of New York and one from Kansas. What a combination. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. right. Who'd have thought? Yeah, well, excited to have you all here. And, and is this your first radio seminar? Yes, this is our first uh, radio seminar as as Lockland. Okay. Yes. Well, how's it going? Great. It's been fantastic. Yeah. All right. Having well, a really fun time. I love it. Well, I'd say as a Tennessean and Southerner and everything else here, welcome to Nashville. But y'all, y'all live here, right? Y'all yeah, been we, here. Yeah, yeah. We've all been here ten plus years now. Is that so, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. that means you've had some interesting jobs outside of music. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. We have. Absolutely. <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> oh. We'll just start with Michael. Right, work our way over. Um, yeah, I came. I've been here for eleven years, and uh, I came down here. I went to Belmont University, and I graduated two thousand eleven. And since then, I've been working full time in the music industry as a professional drummer. Oh, really? Studio live work for other artists. And so, um, yeah, I've just been doing that. And I've known these guys for. We've all known each other for like five, six years now. And um, we met at a writer. I met Mark at a writers' round. Yep. And um, and then he introduced me to Kindon not long after that, and we you know became quick friends, and we were writing music, and you know I I performed on some of their projects, and you know played live shows with them, and you know so we've just the three of us have always been making music together for a while. Yeah, sounds like y'all been friends outside been, of yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. yeah, 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 of just of just the music. But what about you, Kindon? Oh, you want to know the long-winded version of, of what I've done? <laughs> Give me the most uh, yeah, no, interesting. I mean, What's the most unusual job? Unusual job. I'll tell you what. You probably wouldn't expect that I'm actually I'm a private banker. So um, I, I work from home as a private banker, and I also own a boxing club, so a boxing gym. Okay. And you probably wouldn't expect that either. But uh, So does that mean you're a boxer? I, I can box. I've never done it, like, you know... Uh, professionally or anything but uh but i'm trained yeah 
I mean, no offense. I'm looking at Kendon, and you're. I wouldn't want to take you on in a street fight. <laughs> you're bigger than me, but it's not like you're some gigantic no. heavyweight. No, no, no. No, Just Mark's a, bigger than I am, I yeah, think. Yeah. So, good job there. I mean, Thanks. that's a, a heck of a workout. Yeah. Now, what about your background? What's so, when I first moved to Nashville, uh, I got a job as a temp in, over in uh, the St. Thomas and oh, yeah. over in uh, uh, Midtown Hospital. And I've been there since then, since I moved there. I've been there doing, that's my day job. That's what I've been doing, doing music. And You're still a temp? No, no, no. It's not still a temp. I got hired on. Not still a temp. No, no, no. They, they, they hired me on about, after I worked there, about three months, they hired me on right wow. after that. And then uh, from that day on, I've been working there doing music when I can at night, writing, doing writer's rounds, playing with these guys. And, and uh, it pays the bills. That's right. It keeps me here in Nashville. Are you a doctor? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. <laughs> doctor of love, maybe. <laughs> the love doctor. <laughs> well, you got the name Lachlan. Where did that name come from? Uh, yeah, I'll take lead on that. Um, we, when we got together in April, we were trying to come up with names. Uh, we were in a text um, group messaging together, and we just we came up with some interesting stuff and, and just trying to come up with what we all would agree on, which was difficult at the time. But um, it, it came to the point where them being from uh, New York, me, me from Kansas, we, we came with Lachlan because we locked the land in between us and met uh-huh. in Nashville. And so... Plus, it helps Nashville's landlocked, so you got you know double meaning there. But yeah, well, you can get into Cumberland and head out toward the Ohio River. That's and down to the yeah, yeah, that's true. There's <laughs> more than one way to get to the ocean other yeah. than, than walking, but essentially, you're right. We don't yes. have yes. other than Mercy Priest and all that. We don't have too many beaches around. No, here. no, no. And that's not much of a beach. Ocean. All right, so tell me about your sound. Who are your influences and? When we go see Lachlan in concert, so, uh, we basically describe ourselves as '90s country with a modern sound. Um, you know, it's 2019, so we're implementing a lot of those newer sounds. But at the same time, we're still keeping it very organic um, okay. in terms of like on our tracks and records. They're very. It's all re- real instruments. Uh, there's very, very little programming, if you will, and um, yeah. So you know, and our songs are very uh, story based you want to talk about the songs well yeah and I was just going to say when it comes to music none of us discriminate against the music you know what I mean a good a good song is a good song um, and so I know you know he has his influences uh, like Earth Wind and Fire I grew up listening to 90s country but also like Goo Goo Dolls um, you know Eagles Don Henley um, Mark what, what were you I mean you grew up listening to Garth Brooks but then you know yeah, I grew also, up, when I was a kid it was Garth I grew up with Garth and then uh, from that on in high school was more of the emo pop punk Blink 182 some 41 those guys that whole thing and then uh after that it turned to more like a folk americana so the taste has always been eclectic and then i try to bring that into the songwriting and then i bring that to these guys we just mesh together and we create this uh super cool at least i think it's a super cool sound uh for for like what's on the radio now it's like we, we have that that niche is there it's different it's definitely different we're talking with Lachlan here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. And we got two of these three guys. Are they're Empire State natives. They're from the state of New York. One is from Kansas. So all you Empire Staters, 
how did you get to hear country music growing up there? I'm not going to say Kansas is <laughs> suffering from a lack of country music. But New York is a little bit of a challenge, is it not? Yeah, well, the, being from Long Island, I think we had one or two country radio stations on Long Island at the time sure? when I was growing up. I think I think it was one or two, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if there's any more than that. I would just say there's, there's, right now I know there's only one. Yeah. They, they actually got rid of country music for a little while on Long Island, and then they brought it back just recently. So, um, But when I was a kid, like, I guess we had the one, I think it was like 95.5 or uh, was one of the radio stations in Long Island that played country, all the top country songs. And then uh, because my mom loved it so much and we were in the, you know, just driving in the car, we'd hear yeah. country music. For me, it was uh, growing up, like, I'm just a huge mixed flat bag of different influences. I, you know, I started playing fife and drum corps music when I was real little and then I like, went into classical music and then but during high school I was listening to hard rock kind of like similar to Mark like a lot of hard rock stuff you yeah. know and, um, but I have always been intrigued by anything with a strong melody yeah. and, um, and so when I moved to Nashville for college um, I was like well I, I just simply didn't listen to country music in high school it wasn't because I didn't like it I just it just wasn't something my parents had on the house you know, yeah. they listened to R&B and things like that and so I moved to Nashville and I was like you know I should listen to country music and so I started listening to it and I was like, wow, there's a lot of incredible music. Not all of it, but a not, lot of it. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, but, you know I, I was really like, wow, this this is really incredible. There's there's not a genre of music I don't like. But, yeah, that's kind of how I kind of okay. fell into it. And I know you're from Kansas, which is not, again, having any kind of shortage. What, what a great shortage. name. You're the first Kendon I've ever met. His name is spelled K-Y-N-D-O-N. <laughs> is there a story behind that? Um, Kansas Kendon. You know, uh... My, my dad played baseball with a guy, and uh, he, he, my dad was a pitcher um, in college, and, and the catcher's name was Kinden, and I was named after him. Never met him, don't know anything other than that, um, but uh, but that's, yeah, that's where I was I was named. Got and it. I'm the only Kinden I know, so, yeah. as well. Yeah. It might even be a chance that Kinden could be your dad. <laughs> I would say that. I mean, I, I would say that because you know about Tim McGraw. His dad was a famous baseball oh, yeah, 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 player, and yeah. he didn't know until he was oh, that's true. Like 25 years old. Tim well, like, I hope it's not because no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, we, we love your dad. So. Might be a conversation yeah. to have here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like you, but I don't know I'm if I'm going to name my son. I'm a little too much like my dad. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, my mom, my mom says I'm way too much like him for me not to be his son. Yeah. Let's talk about this record I'm holding here in my hand. It's called Till the Cows Come Home. Oh, yeah. What about it? I'm going to play it for you when we go to break. But uh, who wants to brag about it? You take this one. All you, right. You, well, you take that one. I'll, I'll, I'll say how we came up with yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, being from Kansas, good old country boy, um, obviously there's no shortage of country music or cows in Kansas. Yes. Um, I make that trip quite often. It's a nine hour drive. And, and I was making that trip back a little while back um, to see my family. And I was thinking about that line. I saw some cows. I was thinking about the line until the cows come home. And I thought, that'd be a cool song title. So when I got back, uh, three of us got together with uh, a buddy of ours, Ren Anderson. And uh, just I threw out the idea. Michael came up with, with the riff. And uh, a song was born. <laughs> well, yeah, after, yeah. after we heard that, after Michael came up with that, that guitar riff, that song just rolled. Yeah. Right? It, it, yeah. it was an easy session. It we got it done in one, one session. Yeah. One songwriting session. A lot of saves money. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> now, I see you have an extra writer on this. Who is your other Yeah, Ren, Ren Anderson is his name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is it buddy, buddy of yours? Yeah, yeah buddy. Little? Yep. I would yep. hope so. Because you're going to take this record to the top. Yeah. You don't want to fighting. All right. What about your album? We are... Yeah. Um, we're working on an EP. We're 
tentatively talking about releasing EP maybe around the fall, you know, in the fall. Um, we're still kind of working out the details of that, but we're going to release a couple more singles after this, and then, uh, you know, we'll... The EP is TBD, but we're shooting for fall right yeah. now. There. And right now we're in the studio working on the two other singles that we're planning on releasing sure. later this year, and we have all that. For, for more on Lachlan, we encourage everybody here on the Y'all Show to go to LachlanBand.com. That's L-O-C-K-E-L-A-N-D-B-A-N-D, LachlanBand.com, the website. What about other social media connections sure. you have? You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Lachlan, again, L-O-C-K-E-L-A-N-D. Uh, you, we post all the time there. We post uh, Coming shows, new music coming out, so you can find everything you need to know about us right on those. Yeah. And, you, and you've been touring a good bit. You got more tour dates coming. You've been on stage with Lady Anna Bellum, Kelsey Ballerini, yes, Vince Gill, Alan Jackson, the guy we just talked about, Tim McGraw. Might yes, want sir. to talk about paternity with him. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> Rhett, Blake yes, Shelton, and Skinner. My God, what a yes, combination! Sir. Yes, sir. Wow. Well, we look forward to following you, and we're going to go to break now here on the Y'all Show. We're going to play a little Till the Cows Come Home. Gentlemen, thank y'all very much, and best thank of you. luck here in the music biz. Thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thank you so Lachlan, much. our special guest here. The Y'all Show will be right back. Stay tuned. Little birdie told me that you've been feeling it too. Caught you wishing on stars that I would saddle up and make my move Gathered up some flowers, brought this bottle of wine That's why I'm here on the doorstep, so let's not waste any more time Girl, I wanna love you, love you, love you, love you, love you till the cows come home yeah, I wanna love you, love you, love you, love you, love you like you've never known Till the cows come home When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer When I grow up I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. We're fat. And the reason we're fat, we're meaning it in a way that we're happy here. We're fat and happy. It's because it's Fat Tuesday. Happy Fat Tuesday to all y'all here on the All Southern Program that we call y'all. This is the second hour of this Tuesday, a.k.a. Fat Tuesday. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you on the All Southern Show. In just a little bit here on the Y'all Show, we're going to go to the coast of the South and we're going to be joined by the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And he has been in full Mardi Gras mode for a couple of weeks now, Matt Hermans, the barrister. He's going to come on and give us a little Fat Tuesday spin to grilling. You don't want to miss it. That is ahead on the Y'all Show. Our number is 803-816-1170. On Twitter, we're found at Y'all Show. Instagram, at Y'all Show. Our website, for more information, also to email us and learn more about the show, get archives of the show, all at Y'all dot com y-a-l-l dot com making it so so easy for you 
here on the y'all show we begin this hour with our sports land yap that's a good louisiana cajun mardi gras term there and in sports land yap where we kind of mix it all up and talk a little bit about everything sports related we start out today talking a little college basketball we have got the ap top 25's latest rankings in and virginia checked in at number two north carolina moves up to number three in the latest poll duke is at four so you've got three acc teams two three and four all bunched in together with the bulldogs of gonzaga from out in washington state leading everybody in college basketball right now the tennessee vols moved up they are at number five they got a big win in knoxville over kentucky this past weekend the team they beat the kentucky wildcats uk checks in at number six in the latest ap top 25 congrats to the texas tech red raiders they moved up to number eight in the latest ap poll lsu moved up they're having a great season along the bayou lsu is number 10 in the latest ap top 25 the houston cougars man they blew a big game in houston to ucf and houston drops four spots in the latest poll they are at number 12 this week florida state moves up the Knowles are at 14, the latest AP Top 25. Virginia Tech moved up big time. Remember, they got a win over Duke last week. And the Hokies, hokey, hokey high, they are number 15 in the latest AP Top 25. The Walford Terriers, the next Southern team in the Top 25, Spartanburg's own Terriers out of the Southern Conference, they are moving up this week to number 22 in the latest AP Top 25. The Maryland Terps, they had a big loss to Michigan on Sunday, and the Terps moved to 24 in the latest poll. And congrats to the UCF Knights, the basketball team from this school in Orlando. Check in at number 25, due in part to their big win at Houston over the weekend. And and to be honest, UCF's come out of nowhere to be a football powerhouse, and I'll call them that. I mean, they've played in back-to-back New Year, New Year's Six Bowls. They played in the Peach Bowl against Auburn. They played in the fiesta bowl against lsu they lost that one but they're a big force they've got i think nearly sixty thousand students at the orlando campus of ucf and here they are in basketball now in the top 25 now the only thing ucf basketball has been known for in the last decade they had a certain superstar's son suit up for the knights do y'all know who that was you probably never heard of this player i don't even know his name I know his last name, though. Michael Jordan's son played for UCF about five years ago. Obviously, his son, I don't think, is tearing it up in the NBA like his old dad did. But yeah, sure enough, they I don't know how he ended up there, but he played there about five years ago for UCF. And now, now UCF is no more than just being the school that Michael Jordan's son played basketball for. They're the home of a top 25 college basketball team. Others receiving votes, and I'm only going to tell you about this since we're getting closer to the start of March Madness. These are other teams in the South that are just bubbling under the top 25. Auburn is right there. Mississippi State is getting a bunch of votes, although not in the top 25. You also have VCU out of Richmond. They are just under the top 25. The Louisville Cardinals, they've kind of had a good and bad season here this year. They are getting some votes for the top 25. The Baylor Bears are doing quite well how about the belmont rebel bruins belmont out of nashville they're getting votes in the top 25 but not quite ranked yet and then you got the monarchs of old dominion getting some love from the pollsters so i I expect every one of those teams that i just mentioned to get a nod to the ncaa tournament here in about a week and a half 
But yeah, good stuff there for all of these teams now in the top 25 of college basketball. Are y'all ready for the the big dance? I, I certainly am. I think it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic tournament this year. And we have to find out if a team that last year lost in the first round, a team that still has the most embarrassing loss in the history of college basketball's tournament, at least, Virginia. They were the number one seed last year, and they lost to UMBC. Well, good news for Virginia. They had a little bit of a hard time to start out with in Syracuse last night, but the number two Cavaliers did pull out big time over Syracuse in ACC play, 79-53, and Virginia again right there on the edge of being the top team, but currently ranked number two, got a big win in ACC play last evening. Now, what is on tap top 25 tonight wake forest and duke get together nebraska's at michigan state virginia tech and florida state have a rendezvous with the donald l tucker center in florida's state capital also in acc action north carolina is at boston college tonight mississippi state we told you they were just kind of bubbling under the top 25 they're at thompson bowling to take on the number five tennessee volunteers Kentucky is at the Shark Tank. They're taking on the Mississippi Land Sharks at the University of Mississippi at University Mississippi. Also tonight, the Oklahoma Sooners host the Kansas Jayhawks. And I'll give some love to the Air Force Falcons since they're an academy. They host number 17, Nevada, at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs tonight. That's a late start. That is an 11 Eastern, 10 Central time. Falcons and Wolfpack. Did you see that video of Nevada? losing to Utah State over the weekend. They had a player who lost his mind going into the locker room after that loss. He broke a fire extinguisher compartment, the little glass display that holds a fire extinguisher. Shout out about seven N-words and other expletives. Just a, a very ugly scene. I don't know what's going to happen to him, but they were defeated by the Aggies of Utah State and Nevada trying to get some redemption again back on the road in the Mountain West taking on Air Force tonight. Uh, uh, good luck to the Falcons. I made my first visit ever to the Air Force Academy in late December, and I didn't get to see a lot. It was dark, but a very impressive place there, Colorado Springs. And we, hey, if you're an Air Force veteran or you're an Academy graduate from the USAFA, USAFA as it's locally known, thank you for your service and uh, up, up and away, or whatever they say, up, fly high. <laughs> I should know. I mean, that's the one thing that the Air Force. Nothing can stop the U.S. Air Force. I, I'm, I'm losing it here. I just know the Navy's anchors away and uh, caissons go rolling along for the Army. So Air Force, I guess the motto for the Air Force is four. That's a joke. So many people in the Air Force, at least officer-wise, play golf. You know what I'm talking about. All right. Keeping the college basketball theme going here, a lot of teams, a lot of conferences, especially in the South, this week – launch their conference tournaments for basketball now the sec the acc that's happening next week but what's going on this week in terms of conferences that are having college basketball tournaments as they say up north well looking at what's going on in the american athletic conference that's actually happening next week that'll be in memphis hosted by the university of memphis state tigers also coming up in, uh, let's, I'll go ahead and rattle off all these teams that are applicable to the South. The Atlantic 10's got a couple of Southern schools. They're having their tournament 
March 13th through the 17th in Brooklyn. Charlotte, North Carolina is hosting the ACC tournament. That'll be next weekend. The Atlantic Sun gets underway this week. That's got teams in it like North Alabama's in there. Lipscomb out of Nashville is in there. They are having their tournament start this week. The championship is coming up on March 10th. That's uh, I think this weekend or Monday, I think it is, the A-Sun tournament. Big 12, it's in Kansas City, Missouri this year. Tournament next weekend. Big East tournament is next week in New York. That, of course, is at Madison Square Garden. The Big South tournament starts this week. Highest seeds hosted. It goes March 5th through the 10th. The Big South tournament, which means it got underway, to, gets underway today, Big South tournament. Some of these games will be on ESPN if you want to log on. As far as the Colonial Athletic, the CAA, with teams like the Cougars of the College of Charleston and James Madison, the CAA is having their tournament in the holy city of Charleston, SC, and that tournament ends next early next week. CAA, that will be televised on ESPN. CUSA, they're having their tournament in Frisco, Texas. That will take place the following weekend in the MAC, no, not the MAC, the Missouri Valley, that's got uh, at least one or two Southern schools. That tournament's going on this weekend in St. Louis. In the OVC, Ohio Valley Conference, with teams like Murray State, which has a expected first-round NBAer in there. The OVC tournament being held in Evansville, Indiana, and that ends on March 9th. So we're just, oh, just it'll be this weekend when that tournament championship will be held. The Southeastern Conference Tournament will be in Nashville next weekend. That'll be at Bridgestone Arena on Lower Broadway. Southern Conference Tournament, home of the Walford Terriers. They'll have that in Asheville, North Carolina. It begins Friday, and the championship game will be Monday evening televised on ESPN. The Southland Conference will have their tournament championship in Katy, Texas, and that will be next weekend. The SWAC will be in Birmingham, and that'll be ending next weekend. The Sunbelt Conference, New Orleans, is the championship. The first round will be on campus sites. The Sunbelt Championship begins March 12th. The tournament game, the championship, will be March 17th. And that is a look at some of your Southern Basketball Championship games going on for college basketball. Tune in. Again, a lot of these will be on ESPN and other streaming options. Now, this is a team not from the South, but you got to give some love to the North Dakota State University Bison. They were celebrated Monday at the White House because they had won another national championship in FCS football. And President Trump met them, and just like Clemson, he gave the Bison the kind of celebration that he gave Clemson back in January with a lunch that included Big Macs, French fries, and Chick-fil-A sandwiches. You know, I don't know if they have Chick-fil-A in North Dakota, so I bet it was a quite a treat to get that at the White House for the Bison, who won, I think, their sixth national championship back in January in Frisco, Texas. They are the Division I football championship subdivision winners. They got a win over Eastern Washington, 38-24. to Again, this is a team that has been a force in fcs football their head coach moved on from there to be the new head coach at kansas state but president trump having some fun with the fcs national champs the north dakota state bison good job there speaking of that other national champion in football from 2018 clemson dabo sweeney he wasn't in clemson over the weekend he was actually in jupiter florida the head coach of the tigers was speaking to the st louis cardinals farm system and i guess some of their major leaguers as well and while on location in the sunshine state as part of the grapefruit league 
The head coach of the Tigers slipped into a St. Louis Cardinals batting cage and took a little BP on Sunday. And uh, Sweeney said, Kyler Murray is not the only guy with conflicts, referring to the Oklahoma quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner who has signed with the Oakland A's but is instead appearing to go to the NFL. Dabo said, I've got baseball and football going on. That's what I told my team yesterday. I was like, Kyler ain't got nothing on me. I've got called to the big leagues. I'm on a plane. I'm heading out. And, of course, Clemson, the national champs of 2018. St. Louis manager Mike Schilt contacted Dabo Sweeney about 10 days ago to see if he'd be interested in speaking to the Cardinals about creating a winning culture. Dabo was a three-sport athlete in high school who considered walking on to Alabama's baseball team as a shortstop before choosing to only play football back in Tuscaloosa in the early 90s. He was a walk-on to the football team helped them win the 1992 national championship under gene stallings but i saw some of the bp there were some of the hits i don't i didn't see how far they went out but the 49 year old slugger sweeney he didn't get hurt and looked pretty impressive there in the batting cage for the st louis cardinals baseball season is almost here now let's talk a little bit about all these speaking of college football we know that Kyler Murray's moving on to the NFL, but man, we've had a lot of players, including a former player for Dabo Sweeney, choose to take up their toys and and move elsewhere. They're talented, at least, not just toys. And so there's a friendly website that's got a transfer portal and a listing of players who've entered their names in it and where where they were and where they're going. So I'm going to run through a couple of these just to kind of remind you of where they once were and where they're now, Okay. In the quarterback position, Kelly Bryan of Clemson, Dabo's former player. He went from Clemson. He's now at Missouri. Shane Buchel, former Texas quarterback. He is now at SMU. Alex Delton, formerly of Kansas State. He has changed his mind, and he's going to be playing for TCU. Justin Fields of the Georgia Bulldogs has moved on to Ohio State. Ben Hicks, SMU to Arkansas. Jalen Hurts of Alabama to Oklahoma. Josh Jackson of Virginia Tech to Maryland. DeAndre Johnson, a quarterback at FAU to Texas Southern. He's going down to the FCS ranks. Austin Kendall of Oklahoma to West Virginia. Cole Kelly, Arkansas to SELA, southeastern Louisiana. Johnny Langan of Boston College. He's transferred to Rutgers. Tate Martell of Ohio State to the Miami Hurricanes. Devin Modster of UCLA to Pac-12 rival Cal. Riley Neal of Ball State, he's transferred to Vanderbilt. Cameron Rising of Texas, he's moved on to Utah. Sean Robinson, TCU quarterback, he's moved on to Missouri. Jordan Travis of Louisville, he's gone to Florida State. Jack Tuttle of Utah to Indiana. And Brandon Winbush, the Notre Dame quarterback, has decided to suit up for UCF. And that's just the quarterback decision uh, position there. There's a lot more positions and people that have moved on. And like I said, this transfer portal has been a – a talk uh, of the offseason, at least in college football, and go to any site, Google Transfer Portal, and you'll be able to look at more. That's just the names I had for quarterbacks that have been transferred, but it gets very confusing. That's why here on the Y'all Show, we try to we try to just make things so easy for y'all. And so hopefully, maybe you kind of got a reminder, or you learned something new of maybe a player if you're expecting them to play for your favorite school this fall, and they're they're not there. You'll know where they are now. All thanks to the Y'all Show. Hey, news from spring training when it comes to former quarterbacks. And this isn't Kyler Murray news. Tim Tebow of the New York Mets system 
He was in spring training on Monday, and he hit a pair of singles and three at-bats in the spring training game for the New York Mets. They lost to the Boston Red Sox, but Tim Tebow, his first appearance in spring training, at least in a game, got a couple of hits there. Good job. I'm pulling for this guy. I hope he I hope he makes it to the big club this year and plays there for the Mets. It would be so great for really for him and for all sports fans, because I think if he actually makes it to the majors, he truly did it on his own talent because he's had so many forces pulling against him that if he actually does move up, it's because he's that good of a baseball player, not just as a novelty. He's got a lot of people, as I said, that don't want him to succeed, but right now, Tim Tebow, it'll be interesting to see if he's going to go double A or triple A when they assign the players here in a couple of weeks. Maybe he'll go to the big leagues. Who knows? Tim Tebow, we wish you all the best. Well, in terms of professional football, well, Tim Tebow is not really looking to get into the NFL again, maybe not even looking to get into the Alliance, but the Alliance of American Football is giving players a chance to maybe a, a chance to move up to the big leagues of football. We had a great weekend of Alliance football this past weekend. A couple of teams in the South who had not won one single game actually pulled out wins in week four. Congrats to the Memphis Express. They won in Memphis on Saturday, 26-23 over the San Diego Fleet. A nice comeback there. Zach Megan Mettenberger, the quarterback for the Express, rallied that team, and they got a big win their first of the year in the Bluff City. Orlando, they remain perfect. Orlando moves to 4-0. They won at Salt Lake in a snowstorm. In the first football game Steve Spurrier has ever coached in the state of Utah, his Orlando Apollos won over the Stallions 20-11. On Sunday, the San Antonio Commanders had a big win in Birmingham, gave the Iron their first loss of the season, 12-11. San Antonio just nips the Iron there at Legion Field. And finally, the late game on Sunday, the Atlanta Legends, they went on the road all the way to Tempe, Arizona, and got a win over the Hot Shots of Arizona, 14-11. to A great win for Atlanta. Aaron Murray helped rally that team and got them the win in the final quarter. The Legends picking up their first win of the year. This week in Alliance football, Orlando's at Birmingham on Saturday. Also on Saturday, the Salt Lake Stallions travel to San Diego. On Sunday, it's the Battle of the South. The Memphis Express are traveling to Hotlanta to take on the Atlanta Legends at Georgia State Stadium. And on Sunday, the San Antonio Commanders visit the Arizona Hotshots. And that is your sports land yap here on this Tuesday. Hope y'all enjoyed it all right here. A little little crawfish etouffee, a little spices and red beans and rice and more here in our jambalaya of sports land yet. We will come right back. Speaking of Mardi Gras and Cajun food and such, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, is joining us next for an incredible report. Mardi Gras theme, Fat Tuesday theme. You don't want to miss it. This is the Y'all Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, y'all. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little time. more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Beep's coming. You know what to do. 
Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 7575. That's promo code 7575 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio And here's hoping you're having a great parking lot party out somewhere in the Southland Welcome back to the Y'all Show on this Tuesday edition Tuesdays on the Y'all Show mean we bring on the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans. Matt, welcome back to the Y'all Show, sir I'm so glad to be back, John so yeah. happy to be back. We gave you a week off last week, and uh, we actually had an encore going back to the Super Bowl, and that was a fun time there. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed your week away from broadcasting. I did. I, I did. I mean, I always uh, I always look forward to coming on the show. Uh, but I was uh, had to do a little celebration in my neck of the woods over the last couple of weeks. So, uh I took advantage of it. Yes, Matt. I have been following you on social media, and the celebration that you speak of, I do believe, is something called Mardi Gras, and that is the perfect segue for us to talk today with you here on the Y'all Show, because Mardi Gras is a big deal. Of course, it all kind of comes to a close today. It's Fat Tuesday, and uh, I guess you got to be a good boy until Easter starting tomorrow. <laughs> that's the law that's true yeah you got to get all your partying in before fat tuesday and then you got to be good yeah but i know you've partaken some of the mardi gras festivities in your area what does mardi gras mean in the hearman's barrister of ba- a barrister of bodacious barbecue world well i think it probably it probably means what it uh, what it means to a lot of folks uh, along the gulf coast uh, where we live in galveston there is a uh Pretty old and then pretty good sized Mardi Gras tradition there. Of course, you know most people think of New Orleans, but there that's obviously the biggest one. But there are a lot of communities along the Gulf Coast, from the Florida Panhandle all the way down to over to Texas, where I am, 
uh, where they have pretty big Mardi Gras celebrations. So we uh, we go to parties and uh, you know do little fundraiser things, and uh, then it culminates with us riding the float. We're part of one of these one of the crews uh, in Galveston, so we ride the float and do the whole thing and throw beads. It's a pretty good time. Uh, so I'll be uh, I will be uh, recuperating uh, for a few days, but a uh, very good time, a lot of fun. Well, you did not grow up on the island there in Galveston. You didn't grow up all that far from that part of Texas. But since you are a, an outsider moving into a, a Mardi Gras-heavy area, Matt, do you kind of feel – how long has it taken you? Or maybe you, you haven't adjusted totally to the whole Mardi Gras thing. Well, it didn't take me very long. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take me very long. It's uh... – it's a pretty good time. We've yeah, we've been there long enough, dude. To where it, um, you know, you kind of get. It's hard not to get into it. I mean, I can't imagine. I know some places, you know, different places celebrate it to different degrees, of course. But um, it's a pretty, pretty big deal where we are. So it's hard not to. I mean, it's hard to avoid it. Uh, you don't have to go out of your way to to kind of celebrate Mardi Gras. You'd have to really work hard to avoid it. So. You know, hey, I'm again. I'm I'm one of these folks who uh, I love the regional traditions, uh, the different towns and cities and areas across the south. So um, I'm always one to jump headfirst into local and historical traditions. So very easy for me. And uh, shoot, I don't know what I'd do without Mardi Gras now. It'd feel weird. Well, I want to ask you just kind of so we can get to know all the South here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. When you talk about Galveston, is Galveston kind of the hub of all things Mardi Gras on the coastal side of Texas? Do people from Houston make yeah. an effort to go to Galveston for Mardi Gras? Galveston is like, is it, yeah. So um, I mean, there are other places in the state where people do, like I think Port Arthur. Um, I think Beaumont has a little, a little uh, celebration, but no, Galveston is the is the Mardi Gras location in the state of Texas. The far, honestly, once you cross the causeway from Galveston going into Houston, I mean, it, it it goes away pretty quick. Houston is not a Mardi Gras place at all. Um, you know, we have, I think, usually between the two weeks, I think we have close to half a million visitors to Galveston Island is what they say every year. So it's a big deal, but... Um, it doesn't. The, the the spirit of Mardi Gras doesn't live too far inland from the island. I'll put it that way. So, uh, not a whole lot of. There are people in Houston, and I would say, you know, Houston's a unique place. Anyway, most there's so many people in Houston that are not even from this country that they probably don't even know what Mardi Gras is. But, um, but, but, but you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, yeah, most people in Houston probably don't know when it is or anything about it. So it doesn't. Galveston is the place, and it's full-on decked out uh, in Mardi Gras. But yeah, inland and other places, it's not really a not really a thing. Put it that way. And Matt, I know you're a nerd about this kind of stuff, so I think you'll know the answer to my question. What yeah. is different? Yeah. What is different about the Texas celebration of Mardi Gras compared to what we think of when we think of New Orleans and getting wild and crazy? Do you, I guess do you see as much nudity in Galveston as you do in New Orleans? And what are the other differences? <laughs> Um, well, there's, yeah, so size, you know, New Orleans is obviously a much larger city. Um, Galveston is about 50,000 people. 
Uh, both are very, very old. I think the first uh, recorded Mardi Gras celebration in Galveston was right at the end of the Civil War, so 1868 would have been the first uh, uh, kind of recorded uh, Mardi Gras celebration there in Galveston. I think uh, New Orleans goes back to a similar time, maybe before that. But I mean, the premises, uh, the premise of the thing is similar. You've got uh, the crews, which are uh, spelled with a K, but it, it's just basically kind of a club um, that organized parties and organized balls and uh, organized floats and put on, um, uh, you know, uh, charitable type of things to try to raise money for different organizations. You know, we have a central kind of a central area there in Galveston, which is the historic old town where, where everything Mardi Gras is kind of centrally located. Uh, you know, I guess one difference would be we have parades to go down the beach on, along the seawall uh, boulevard, which, you know, is kind of uh, unique, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's centered around food and drinking and parties and balls and uh, <laughs> parades and uh, music and things like that so i would say having having been to new orleans mardi gras which i have i think you know the kind of the overall feel of it is, is similar um overall just on a smaller scale although like i said before there we do have a lot of people that come to go mardi gras but uh, not on the scale of new orleans i would say smaller and um overall very similar but just smaller and kind of uh, where we're on an island so, uh, you know, get parades on the on the seawall. So, um, that, those are the main differences. Now, would a youngster be invited to Galveston, or is that something that a kid shouldn't partake? Oh yeah. So yeah, I didn't address it. So no, there's not as much. There's not as as much uh, blatant kind of uh, public nudity and <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, there's there's plenty of parties and people do have a good time. Um, there's, you know, Galveston is one of those places, uh, like New Orleans where you can drink on the street. Uh, you can take a, from a bar. I think there's like Savannah and New Orleans and Galveston. I don't know how many other towns you can do that, but you can take, take beer from a, uh, a restaurant onto the street and just kind of drink wherever you want in the historical district. So you've got a lot of the similar aspects of you know it's a good time and people are partying and having having fun just probably if new orleans said an 11 you're probably hanging around about an eight so most of the time uh kiddos particularly during the day for the parades um yeah it's a perfectly uh family friendly uh place for kids to come down and have fun they later on in the night particularly as it gets later and later um on the big weekend, which is the second weekend, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have my kiddos out past dark, uh, just based on the noise and the, you know, the level of drinking and stuff like that. But no, I mean, most of the, most of the events during the day are, are something I would, yeah, I would probably want to take my kiddos to, to kind of get a, get a feel for that kind of regional culture. But, um, yeah, usually it's okay. Uh, the nighttime can get a little PG 13. So, uh, yeah, sun goes down probably, Maybe kids go to bed is what I would say. If you're planning your next trip to Galveston for Mardi Gras 2020, hey, I encourage you to go there. And especially if you're coming from Louisiana or any point eastward and you're wanting to go to Galveston for the first time, perhaps, I suggest, Matt, 
people coming the shortcut, which may be a little bit longer, but it's really much more cooler. And that's going on the ferry. Tell us about that ferry that gets to Galveston that connects you more toward Beaumont. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good, uh, good call. So, yeah, if you're coming from the east uh, and headed to Galveston for any reason, I know there's probably people listening to us that drive uh, from Louisiana and, and maybe further places than that to, to go cruise. Galveston's a big uh, cruise port. So a lot of these, you know, if you don't know, uh, once you come through Beaumont, you can take an exit that uh, will take you down through a little town called Winnie, and it will take you onto the Bolivar Peninsula. So you can cruise right along the ocean for about 30 miles um, until you hit the ferry, and the ferry will take you right across from the Bolivar Peninsula to Galveston Island, and then you'll pop out right, right there in town. Um, and there's dolphins that, that always hang out along the ferry. Some people just ride them just to see the dolphins. But, um, yeah, it's actually shorter. So the other way the other way you might go is uh, around and through Houston. Uh, but taking the ferry road uh, will save you about 40 miles. It may not save you any time, depending on how long it takes to go on the ferry, but it'll save you some gas. It'll and save you gas, lot. and more importantly, it'll keep you out of Houston, which can be a nightmare. That's true. Which is which is the number one goal of anybody who's ever driven through Houston, probably. So, yeah, that's the uh, it's again it's much more scenic. Like I say, ocean on one side and swamp on the other, but you got the ocean looking at you the whole way. So yeah, cool drive. I, I did it. In fact, Matt, I've got to give props to Galveston. The last time I was there, it felt like Mardi Gras, even though I think it was in June or July when I was in uh, Galveston because I had one heck of a party. I don't remember about ninety five percent of it. And somewhere along the line, I went to a Waffle House about four in the morning. Uh, now that sounds like a great trip. That yeah, that it does. I think I might not remember that same party. But, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, a, good time. A, a great time on the island. We're talking with Matt Herman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. We've set the stage. We've been talking Mardi Gras. We're talking today being Fat Tuesday, but we haven't really talked about food yet with the barrister. But my friends. When we come back, hey, we're going to talk food. We're going to talk Mardi Gras food with the barrister. This is the Y'all Show. Stay with us. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Oh, Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. 
You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Rolades presents The Heartburn Blues. <sighs> so the kids decided to cut their own hair today. And somebody's ink pen exploded in the wash. And family fajita night left me with the heartburn blues. But Rolaids made it all fine. Rolaids starts working as fast as now, so you can take control of even your worst heartburn. Get your groove back with Rolaids. Refers to acid neutralization. Use as directed. Welcome back. It's the final segment of this Fat Tuesday edition. John Rawl, we've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue with us, Matt Hermans, and we're talking y'all and Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday. So, Matt, we talked in the previous segment about all the fun, especially around Galveston, Texas, where you hang out a lot. But what about food? What does Mardi Gras mean when it comes to food? Wow. I mean, it means a lot of food, I would say that for sure. A lot of food, a lot of drink, right? Well, I know so, about the well, drink thing. That's That one's kind of understood. <laughs> but I I know that when you've got this many people out having a good time, somewhere in the mix has got to be some good food. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you got to – It's you know, it's all about being responsible and healthy, John. You know, so you got to – if you're going to partake in some Mardi Gras libations, You've got to have a nice food base. That way you can uh, you can have those drinks and stay on two feet. So there's all kinds of food. Everything you think of, gumbo, uh, jambalaya, different types of oysters, po'boy sandwiches. Typically the carbs, you know, I'd say are the, the bad thing for those of us who always have to watch the waistline. But you know what? During Mardi Gras, when you're having drinks, you've got to have those carbs, in my opinion. You want to have you want to have rice, you want to have red beans with the rice, you want to have bread with your po' boy, you want to have battered shrimp, you want to have all this type of good stuff. And one of my favorites is uh, boudin. So I think probably maybe half the people that are listening to us know exactly what boudin is, and then other people probably have no idea. Well, how do you feel about uh, boudin, John? You know, I've had it, but I forgot what all's in there. So, Matt, educate all of us who are Mardi Gras and Cajun challenged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's a good thing you forgot. That's one of those. These are one of those food items that uh, you don't necessarily want to know uh, what's in it. You just want to eat it, and uh, and if you like it, then then that should be good enough. The good the good uh, news, Matt, is I know that I don't like it. Usually, when I eat something <laughs> and I hate it. That uh-huh, one's uh-huh. that one's stamped on the old brain, and I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Uh, but yeah, Boudin, yeah. I, I know I've had it. I went to Bro Bridge one time and had yeah. a, a great Cajun meal there, and I, that's where I had it. But I really don't even remember the the different parts of it. So you tell me, sir. Well, Boudin is a I want to call it a sausage. It's not a sausage, though. It is a, a mixture of rice and meat and uh, seasoning shoved into a sausage casing. 
so it looks like a sausage, uh, but most of it is rice. Now, usually when you have boudin, the the uh, the meat that's in the boudin are is awful. So O F F A L. I don't mean it's awful, but I mean it's uh, it's like um, organ meat. So heavily seasoned, uh, usually pork, have hearts and livers and things like that. Uh, most people don't really know what's in boudin, but they they just eat it and like it. Uh, but yeah, so it is uh, ground up, you know, pork meat and rice uh, seasoned with kind of some of the Cajun spices that you would uh, imagine shoved into a sausage casing and then you can smoke it or you can bake it or you can fry it and do whatever you want with it. But then once you can, I prefer, obviously, I prefer to smoke food and myself, what a shocking that is, but uh, then you eat it. Then you, you can either, uh, some people eat the casing with it. And some people just split it down and kind of pop it open like a, a bunch of rice and meat. And uh, it's, I love it. I, I like to put a little crystal on it. I like boudin smoked. I like it on a bun. I like it plain. I love the stuff. And uh, a real popular way to eat it along the Gulf Coast is in what's called boudin balls, which are, uh, I guess you could describe these as a hush puppy, but filled with boudin. So basically a ball of the boudin mixture battered and then deep fried into a hush puppy looking ball. And it, it's Fantastic. Uh, I can just taste it right now, man. Ooh, oh, my. Man. Oh, man. Very good. Very good. So, uh, yeah, that's, I would say boudin. That goes along with Mardi Gras hand in hand. Now, in any way, let me ask you this. Is boudin something that you would assemble yourself, or do you go buy the meat from somewhere and then take it back and cook it? I've, I've, no, I'm not an expert at assembling boudin. I purchased boudin from a local place. They have a crawfish and they have a shrimp and then there's a regular pork. Um, so, no, I, I don't even look. I'm a meat guy. So, if I'm not preparing large pieces of meat to smoke or to grill, I'm going to let the experts handle the boudin. It's got to have that right mixture of rice and seasoning and meat and crawfish and whatever else is in there. I'm going to leave that in the hands of the experts, but I am. I am going to smoke it uh, and finish it off exactly that way. But now, do no, you smoke? No, you, you smoke it on your grill outside? I do. I would smoke it just like you'd smoke a sausage. You okay. know, it's uh, yeah. I would put it, uh, cook it indirectly at a relatively low uh, low temperature, but uh, whatever wood you like, hickory is always good. Uh, but yeah, smoke food in is great. Oh, it's it's very good. I mean, in fact, I'm hungry talking to you about it right now. Uh, and is our boudin ball something you can eat? Breakfast, lunch, and supper, or maybe not I breakfast. Imagine, I don't know if I've ever heard of it being eaten for breakfast. I've eaten boudin and eggs, though. So boudin and eggs is fantastic, especially you have a nice fried egg. You get that uh, that creamy yolk all mixed in with that rice and boudin. That is really delicious. That is a fantastic breakfast. As far as the balls go, it's more of like a lunch or a snack or a fair food or. You know, I don't know about breakfast, but boudin and fried eggs for breakfast is fantastic. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Now, what about king cake? What is your definition of of how that fits into Mardi Gras? Yeah, we get well. We get one every year uh, from a little local bakery. Absolutely, I think having one of those on your table and uh, you know serving that to your guests is one of the. Uh, one of the staples of Mardi Gras for sure. So king cake is just a, 
honestly, it's just like a big flaky cinnamon roll. To be honest with you, it's a uh, uh, multiple layers kind of wrapped up. There's occasionally some cream cheese or something inside of it, but it's cinnamon flavored and kind of a crispy, flaky, uh, circular type of uh, cake pastry item. Um, and, uh, you know, they used to stick a baby. I think some of them still do. They stick a little plastic baby into the king cake, and the person who gets the slice with the little baby in it is supposed to have good luck for the rest of the year. Now, uh-huh. I think people have choked on that baby before, so uh, most of the king cakes now, the baby's separate. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's still <laughs> it's still good luck. I think the king cake in general is just considered, you know, hey, you got a king cake, it's good luck, even if you don't bite down on the plastic baby. Yeah, well, I heard that if you if you found the baby, you had to pay for the next year's king cake. Have you not heard that before? Oh, I like that. No, but, I'm, but, but I like that one. But like if, you, that one. if you choke on it, then you're not going to be buying anybody cake uh, from that day going <laughs> forward. Bought, no, you'll, buy, you'll have bought the farm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, anything else yeah. food-related we need to get off of you because we don't get to talk Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday, but once a year with you. No, no, I think uh, Mardi Gras is, uh, you know, any food is good during Mardi Gras, any type of barbecue we talk about. In fact, you know, honestly, not a bad thing just to kind of tailgate yourself with the smoker going, but uh, the Mardi Gras food is your typical Cajun slash Gulf Coast type stuff. And uh, down the smoker is the highlight of that. Yeah. Well, we hope you got a lot of beads. And uh, go ahead. What is the crew you're part of? Uh, my crew. The name of it is the are the Knights of Mamas, M O M U S, which is uh, a very old one there in Galveston. Right. Sounds very fancy, but it's really not. Well, you are the first knight that we've had a chance to talk to on the Y'all Show. So, congratulations on that feat. Fantastic. All right, and Hello. thanks to you, Matt. I will not be able to get boudin balls off my head the rest of the day. <laughs> Matt, you try them. You might like them. Matt, he brings a lot of balls to the conversation. All right. Thank you, oh. sir. We appreciate it, and we look forward to talking to you again next week, sir, and happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Talk to you next time. All right, and that will conclude today's Y'all Show. Here's some beads I'm throwing your way. We'll be right back here on Wednesday to talk country music. We'll have our ACC report and so much more. You don't want to miss it. It's y'all. It's talk with a Southern accent and happy Fat Tuesday. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. 
Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 7575. That's promo code 7575 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com.